TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Attention, attention please, get your pencils and scorecards ready. And we will give you today's starting lineup for your Chicago Cubs. Not sure if you're aware or not, Big Dome, but the uh, Cubs are advertising for an opening for the PA job. That was my first try at it. I'll get a little bit better, but I'm planning on applying for that gig. I don't know about you. I'm hoping that the two of us maybe are among the five finalists. Were you aware the Cubs are searching for a new PA guy? Yes, as I am, as a matter of fact. And I want to thank about 20 of my friends for sending the link. So that I really appreciate it because, uh, you know, when you're looking for a real job, sometimes it's hard to find the, the gimmick jobs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't even know if I'm going to go down there and apply. Suppose they, they had uh, like about 10,000 applications already. Well, I don't think you go down there and apply. It's all done online. They got something through careerbuilders.com. Might be a little sponsorship deal, but you, you do a little voiceover and do a little video. You send it in through the Career Builders website, and you... Joel Wanski could be the brand new PA announcer for your Chicago Cub, a dream job for you, me, and 10,000 others in Chicago. Oh, I, I can't wait to do the job like September 5th. And, you know, the Cubs are 27 games out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, but I'd still have to bring up that that excitement level in the crowd. You know, the, well, you know coming into the game is Felix Heredia Jr. <laughs> Ronnie Sandoz, tell us a little bit about Felix Heredia Jr. What does he bring to the table? Uh, he's a little bit like his uh, his his pops there, uh, Patrick. Uh, he likes to keep people off balance, keep really? it down on the zone, and he, he likes to work ahead and account. Really? Yes. Does he, he like does. does he like to uh, keep the ball down low in the strike zone? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Patrick. Interesting. All right, welcome everybody, big dog at a CoachTalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic back at you. Beautiful uh, Wednesday version of the Two Guys at a Mic show. Big dog for the first time, I believe ever. The people tuning into the show live right now, or even I think via archive, are going to be able to see you live from your Aurora abode. Uh, actually, moving. It's the real Joe Redwanski. Yeah. We have you via Skype. I don't know all the technical things behind it. David Olson, our producer is like the, uh, you know, the Van Gogh, the Rembrandt of this whole technician thing. But mm-hmm. we can see you via video right now, Big Doe. This is a tremendous thing for the females out there. Yeah, and I'll be more than willing to go around the abode. Uh, I don't think anybody's home right now, but I wouldn't mind barging into a room, maybe in the middle of uh, somebody, if I hear a lot of, like, activity going on. That'd be good. And, uh, to, and to any of the females uh, that are actually interested because of this video feed, I just want to let everybody know there's the reason why uh, – there is a video feed is because of a female, so I wouldn't get you excited, Coach. Ah, man. What a killjoy you are, indeed. What a killjoy. Just make sure, by the way, while you're doing the video around the abode, let's not, yes. not get a video of the commode, if possible. No, you don't want the colonial, is what you're saying. We didn't. <laughs> nice. By the way, I, I, I woke up rather late today, Coach, so I'm only dressed from, I only have the Cubs shirt on. That's right. it. I don't have it. Nothing on underneath. So let's hope our video recorder uh, does not uh, sag downward. 
Let's hope it keeps up on the straight and narrow. God forbid it might be the first and last time you're on video on the show. But uh, great to have you, Big Dog. It's an all-new Joel Rudwanski. I think it'll make our listeners uh, who enjoy listening to your verbiage on a regular basis even enjoy it a little bit more. They can see your pretty face uh, as you wax poetic on the sporting world. I think it'll be nothing but a plus thing for the show, Big Dog. Well, see my pretty face. I don't get that very often, Coach, to be quite honest with you. Hey, you look good. I'm you look good. I, yeah, and we want to remind all the females out there that the video screen does add, what, five to ten pounds? <laughs> yeah, that's a, I'm not worried about that, Coach, to be, to be quite honest with you. No? I'm not too worried. No. Right, you got a big head, though. Your head, I think, weighs more than my 15-year-old son. You got a large, this might be true. you got a large cranium. Uh <laughs> 888-463-6748. That's our phone number. You want to check in with the coach or the big dog? More than happy to talk to you. We'll check in a little spring training news and notes we didn't get to yesterday. March Madness is upon us. We'll talk some NBA. Get off the sports page as well. By the way, big dog, we do have to remind our listeners out there as the conference tournaments have begun. The month of March is here. March Madness officially upon us. Uh, Illinois, the state upon which we do the show, Illinois is. And you could expound on it, but Illinois is the original March Madness. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it happened in the 1930s. You know, they had the first tournament, and, and they actually call it March Madness either in the yep. first or second year, Coach. I mean, they, they were right on it, mm-hmm. you know, right away. I think it was after the second year because the first year they were like, did you believe what happened in that tournament? Mm-hmm. And uh, think about it. There's tournaments and playoff systems in every single sport in America. Well, except for my favorite college football. Think about that. The state of Illinois did a lot for tournaments uh, nationwide, if you think about it. Well, so you're you're emphasizing the whole tournament setup. I don't know if I was going that route. I, I was kind of the name, the term March Madness. That's my point. Came from the IHSA state tournament. They call the IHSA state tournament basketball tournament March Madness. That's, yes. It catches on, and next thing you know, there's a tournament in every sport in America. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what I'm saying is the name of it, which is so catchy, almost like gave some type of credibility. Now, maybe not credibility, well, yeah, credibility, because people are like, hey, this is a lot of fun, to the actual idea of a tournament. Mm-hmm. And now there's a tournament in every sport. Real quick, and apparently we got to take a quick break for technical reasons, but real quick, who's the announcer that brought the term March Madness to the national uh, forefront? Chicago uh, based. I, he Chicago based originally, but he became a national guy. Um, I, so I'm, I'm guessing the guy's from Peoria. You are looking live at Buckeye Stadium it, in Columbus, Ohio. Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger. I believe really? he's Musburger? the guy. I think he's the guy who brought the uh, the term. And he was March Madness to the college scene. Hey, dog. Uh, David Olson, our producer, is giving me the the uh, flagging sign here. We got to take a quick break. Apparently, a few. Technical difficulties. Stick with us. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute. TalkZone.com. Two guys. And, uh, hey, two mics.
We're back on the TalkZone.com. Apologize for the uh, slight TDs, the technical difficulties. We are going to get the big dog back via live video screen. It's TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Phone lines are open. You want to check in, talk some sports and more with the big dog and the coach. We encourage you to do so. We're user-friendly here. 888-463-6748. I've seen our recent ratings. One of our mottos here for all callers is don't be nervous about calling it in about calling in because nobody's listening. <laughs> Sad but true. Triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight March Madness College Basketball. It officially began yesterday, the single elimination, if you will, the Horizon Conference Tournament. And we say single elimination because uh, hey, any team, no matter how bad you did, it's one of the beautiful things about March Madness and about the college tournaments, uh, you get hot. You get on a streak, even if you were, you know, three and twenty-three during the season. You know, five and twenty-two during the season. You get hot in the conference tournament. Who knows? Miracles can happen. You win three, four games in a row. You're the Horizon Conference champion. You're the Sun Belt Conference champion. You're the Atlantic Ten Conference champion, and you are dancing. I think that's one of the beautiful things about it. But uh, so the March Madness did officially begin yesterday. The Horizon Conference, underrated conference, good basketball. They started their tournament. Some teams are done. For the season and big dog, it's been a rough year, really rough. College basketball wise here in the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, oh. and yesterday in the Horizon Conference, uh, holding suit, Loyola and UIC end of their seasons. Uh, it's, it's not been a good year this year at all for anybody in the state. Bradley, Southern Illinois, Illinois State, not as good as they typically are. Western Illinois, uh, I think Western's lost 13 in a row. Wow, wow. Uh, and there was huge expectations on Illinois this year for having four seniors that had, have had decent careers coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Northwestern was supposed to have, you know, this breakout season. Uh, Northern Illinois has not been good. It, this is the worst year in college basketball that I can remember in the state of Illinois, Coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said the state of Illinois because it's been a great year for college hoops. It's just, uh, like you said, across the board. Spanning all the way down south with Southern Illinois and Bradley, all the way up north. Northern Illinois is miserable. Western Illinois has been a down year for Loyola, for UIC. It's amazing that everybody, Illinois, Northwestern, as you mentioned, it's uh, it's almost hard to fathom that that many teams can, I won't say collapse, but have bad years all in one uh, fall. I think Eastern Illinois, Big Dog, might be our only saving grace. Well, could they make the tournament, Coach? <laughs> I don't think they're making the big dance, no, but at least they had a pleasant year. Thank goodness for six foot seven inch Sean Prattle out of Richards High School. Well, Illinois should make the tournament. Okay, so yeah, but, but it, one of the reasons they're going to make the tur- yeah. they're going to make the tournament, but disappointing season. I, I completely a hundred percent agree with you there. And, and if you think about it, UIC's biggest win of the season might be it's against Illinois and that might end up keeping Illinois out if Illinois loses to Indiana because they'll be like well you've lost Indiana twice and UIC and you're Mm -hmm. you're you're 19 and 11 and if they get knocked out first round if Illinois loses their next two games they probably won't be in the tournament their next two games are at home against Indiana and then the Big Ten tournament so it's not a cakewalk for Illinois at this point no no, I, I I'm even a little more pessimistic than you are I think they are officially after yesterday's 75-67 defeat at the hands of Purdue, no shame, but Illinois can't beat a good team, and they've had many opportunities. I think they're officially, Big Dog, on the dreaded bubble. And, and you know, the sad thing is, you say, oh, an eight-point uh, loss, they, what did, uh, it looks like Purdue handled them. No, just like a, a typical loss for Illinois, they were within two or three points in the final minute and then absolutely choked and gagged. Demetri McCamey 
is this year's Big Ten version of Chris Weber. For the first 38 minutes of the game, he's one of the best players in the Big Ten, and the last two minutes of the game, he's horrible. Mm-hmm. And Mike Tisdale, same thing, just two block shots against him, and they dunk the ball. You're 7-3. You have it underneath the rim. Don't try a layup. Go up there with as much force as possible and throw it down. Instead, he gets the ball blocked twice and the uh, transition bucket the other way as a three-pointer. Because mm-hmm. Illinois fan, I was disgusted. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not, not very pleasant, very discouraging. On the other hand, if you're a Purdue Boilermaker fan hanging around the Indiana area, rooting for the Boilermakers, what a season for them. I believe I heard correctly, Big Dog, six and O at home at beautiful John yes. Mackey Arena. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they, uh, whenever you go undefeated at home, you're getting things done. So all you got to yeah. do is be pretty good on the road, and you, and you should have an absolutely great season. And, you know, they, they lost Robbie Hummel, but to Etwan Moore and Jawan Johnson coach, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, and you're right. They lost a potential All-American, certainly an All-Big Ten guy. My question to you is why is uh, Purdue's basketball stadium named after Baltimore Colt uh, Hall of Fame tight end John Mackey. I can't figure that out. That, that's a really good question. He was the first tight end ever, ever inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Okay. And, and you know that stadium? Yeah. We'll say erected. We'll say it was erected uh, the year before Rick Mount. Well, the year uh-huh. Rick Mount got there, and the first year before he started playing at Purdue. Mm-hmm. So that was in the mid '60s. So yeah, John Mackey was still a professional football player at the time they okay. named that stadium after. All right, so they had nobody, basically nobody famous at Purdue, and the closest assimilation they could get as a pro football player from uh, back then it was the Baltimore Colts. They named the stadium after John Mackey. If it would have been built a couple years later, what you're saying, it would have been Mountain Stadium in, uh, where's, in Lafayette, Indiana. West Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah they should have named it after Rick Mount anyways. Interesting. When people ask me uh, who the top five shooters that I've ever seen are, and sadly, Big Dog, nobody ever asked me that. But if they did, if they ever wanted my advice, I would mention Rick Mount, honestly, among the top five I ever saw. The crew-cutted kid out of Indiana. Many of our younger listeners don't know who he was, but he was pure. The, the, the Big Ten Network rated him the number one shooter in the history of the Big Ten. Wow. He was ranked number wow. one. Steve Alford was way up there. The yep. Gobber Cheneys of the world, Glenn Rice. Mm-hmm. It was a really – the Big Ten Network does great list shows. And that, that was one of the better ones, Coach. Who was there in their uh, Big Ten um, – what's it called? The icons of the Big Ten? Yeah, Big you, Ten icons. I tried going on uh, the Internet and try to find out, you know, the list and stuff. I had a hard time getting it. Do you know who some of the top teners all time – have they hit number one yet? Um. Do you know what, Coach? I'm I, I'm pretty sure they have, and I'm gonna. You know, it's funny that you said that because I taped two, but I don't know what their what their numbers were. But I taped uh, Archie Griffin and Jesse Owen last night. Jesse Owens. So uh, Jesse uh, Owens. I'll be able to find it. Jesse was a big Ohio t- State. Oh, he went to Ohio State. Yeah. I was not aware of and, that. Yeah, and as a as a matter of fact, yeah, he he went to Ohio State. I know something because they had a great track um, facility facility at the time, which was okay. the Horseshoe. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like, you know, not all, uh, not all the universities actually treated track with the same, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, enthusiasm as Ohio State did. So he went there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Arch Schleister, by the way, in the top 25? I do not believe he was in the top 25 uh, icons, coach. <laughs> Maybe cons, but not icons. He'd actually probably be number one as far as, he'd be number one if he took the eye off. 
Uh, oh wow! The, the greatest cons in the history of the Big Ten. I would. Yeah, he's way up there, Coach. I, I don't know if we can actually beat him. Uh, I'll oh. try to top him before the show's over. Oh, what a difference a letter makes! By the way, you're talking about great shooters of the Big Ten. We might have a new entrance in. I don't know if you'd call him top 10 all time, but top 25 all time. I think he might be in there. And he put an exclamation mark to his career yesterday, big dog. I'm talking about Johnny Debor from Ohio State, the Buckeyes, the number one team in the country. Knock off Penn State at Penn State, 82 to 61. John Debor misses his first three pointer and then hit 10 consecutive three pointers. Ohio State record Johnny Debor have an unbelievable game last night, dog. He's one of the best we've seen in a long time. Shooting wise. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's got the statistics to back him up because he's the Big Ten's all time leader in made three point shots. So yeah, wow. I guess you can definitely put him on the list of greatest shooters in Big Ten history. Um, wow. He was up to 10. Uh, cause I, I turned the game off. He was still five of six and Gus Johnson was going crazy. <laughs> but when coach, he got an aha and a oh no. I mean, it was when Gus Johnson is screaming at you. You know you're doing all right. Oh, man. Can you imagine when he hit, like, number 8, 9, 10? By the way, folks, these are in a row from three-point line. Gus I, I, Gus might have run out of Gus-isms by the end of it. I, I really wish I watched it. the rest of it now. If, I, if I'd have known that Gus Johnson was going to have – he probably would have had close to a heart attack. Mm-hmm. By the way, he seems larger than life, Mr. Gus Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think he's four foot one, maybe he's, 97 pounds, he, Coach. He is a frail-looking man. Yes, I, when I saw him actually standing next to uh, Dan Dockage the other day, mm-hmm. Dan Dockage is only like six one. He looked like a foot and a half shorter than him. I, I, maybe Dan <laughs> Dockage was standing on a podium or something. I don't know. And, and Dan Dockage is not a particularly big guy himself. Gus Johnson, no. big voice but uh, a frail of body. Yes, no yes, question. A great about voice. It. Yeah. All right, we got tournament action going on. A couple of other uh, real quick games to mention. Want to jump to the NBA and also get to some baseball as well. But a couple of bubble teams that won yesterday. Uh, not everybody's favorite, but a lot of people's new favorite team in college basketball. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, big dog. They beat Missouri 69-58. I've uh, grown a slight, if not medium, infatuation with the Nebraska Cornhusker basketball. That was a big win for them last night. Uh, the, yeah, they've had a really good last couple weeks, Coach. So <laughs> I know you're not supposed to, uh, you know, they're like the judge teams by the, what they're doing late in the year as opposed to early in the year. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be an even slate, but you know they they don't do that. All right. And Nebraska's been really good late, uh, lately. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first time they make the tournament since 1998. Uh, I think they're on the bubble, but they're on the plus side of it, especially after that big win over Missouri. And I'm, uh, you know, in dating uh, – Legalese, I'm, I'm on a second or third date with Nebraska. The infatuation is growing. Here's a team that I've uh, gone beyond second or third date. Things are starting to get serious. They're not my favorite team yet. They're not first in line, big dog, but I'm calling them for a big dance. No question about it. The Florida Gators playing awfully good. They knock off a, a very good Alabama team yesterday. They've been as good as anybody, I think, second half of the season. Watch out for the Gators. I don't know if I'm in love, but seriously infatuated. Do you think you're going to be able to get to third base with the Florida Gators? I uh, already have. You think you'll be able to go home I'm, with them? I don't know about that, but I, I've rounded third base. This is this is an ongoing infatuation. Well, hopefully Wendell Kim is a third base coach, and he's waving you in, coach. <laughs> I was actually hoping for uh, somebody, maybe a Don Zimmer, to put up the stops. I don't want things to go oh. too far too quick. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I like uh, – uh, you know, building the relationship. 
Yeah, I want to respect him in the morning. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Trust me, I understand thoroughly now that you, now that you put it in those terms. P.S. I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, also in the Horizon Conference yesterday, uh, Detroit won. Cleveland State, by the way, I told people a couple of weeks ago, if you're looking for an early Cinderella team, these guys might be too good to be Cinderella, but, you know, they're not from a major conference. I told you a couple of weeks ago I'm going to stick with it. Cleveland State, very, very good team, and they got a guard that almost as good as any in the country, Big Doug. Norris Cole, he's the player of the year in the uh, Horizon Conference. Kid out of Chicago is their number two player, Jeremy Montgomery from Lincoln Park High School, but they're really good. I don't know if you've seen them play, but they're good. Uh, no, I have not, but I, I have heard of the, the, the Cole kid about how good he's been so far this year. So, uh, you know, what cracks me up is, you know, if you, you put on ESPN and you listen to these pundits, you know, half of them are going to be like, oh, I'd rather watch, you know, Alabama, you know, or Mississippi, one of the big schools instead of these Cinderella schools. You know, and those and those are the same people that, you know, three weeks from now when the Cleveland States of the world are hammering those teams in the first and second round of the, the, of the tournament, talking about how good those teams are. It, it cracks me up. It, Basketball, more than any other sport, uh, you got to respect the little guy in Cinderella because, you know, all it takes is uh, some crisp passing and some tenacious defense. And next thing you know, you're beating one of those top-ranked teams, supposed, supposed top-ranked teams. Coach. I almost, almost saw Cinderella come through in a big way yesterday. Went out to watch uh, America's original March Madness, the IHSA State Tournament. Uh, had about uh-huh. three or four games that were all within about 10, 15-minute driving distance. Had a choice to make, and I... I, I I have pretty good instincts, pretty good hunches of what the game will be. I went to watch number 14 seed. And when I say 14, 14 out of 16 teams. Highland Park. Okay. Highland Park High School take on the number one seed in the local section of Warren, which features Brandon Paul's younger brother, Darius, who, by the way, has grown about four inches in a month and a half. Guy's huge. Oh, actually is Darius? He became a worse player because he had a huge growth spurt during the season. He can't, okay. you know, when you grow that big, he lost a little bit of his athleticism, at least temporarily. But the guys, the yeah, guys, yeah. I don't know what they're feeding him, but he's he's already an inch or two, maybe three inches taller than Brandon. Oh, that's that's good. You know, what year in school is he? Junior. Okay, so yeah, he'll be able to get his feet underneath him before yes. next season. Yes, I think the summertime he'll be all good next year. I'll have Division One scouts all all over him. But uh, number fourteen seed Island Park Big Dog, very white team, very small team. But they can play basketball. Very Jewish team. But they're pretty tough. Hard-nosed kids have been playing basketball since age six or seven. They were taking on Warren team, a very tall team, good mix of players, number one seed. I don't need to tell you how powerful they are. Heading into the fourth quarter, Highland Park up five points. Whoa, okay. Unfortunately, I don't have the great finish to tell you. Finally, the offensive rebounding and Warren's pressure they did win by about six or seven points but uh the number one seed almost knocked off in their first game by the 14 seed maybe a preview of some of the upsets we'll see in uh high school and college basketball in this march madness well uh, basketball is one of those sports that if you really 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 play your butt off you, you could be in the game no matter what coach because you can get the loose balls and and enforce turnovers and get rebounds and yeah, I bet you most of those kids at Highland Park were playing their last basketball game ever. Yep. You know, most of those seniors. And you yep. know when Well when many of them the, many of them will play in the Benet Brith League next year. The did you the Brisley League? You haven't heard of the Benai Brith Jewish uh collegiate league? No, I have not heard of that coach. Oh, come on. It's it's like you've heard of CYO basketball, right? 
Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, well, this is the Jewish version. Very competitive. Really, really. How many uh, how many people have gone to the next level after participating in that after high well, school? Well, we of the Jewish brethren, we call B'nai B'rith League the next level. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> for, for us, it is the next level. What are you talking about? Oh, good. Remember, remember Tamar Goodman, the Jewish Jordan? Yes, I remember him. Yeah, uh, the, luckily, luckily, I've, he's been burnt into my memory because I think I might be the only person, <laughs> the only Gentile who does remember him. Uh, his career flamed out like a Hanukkah candle on uh, the final day of Hanukkah. All right, uh, Big Doe, let's move real quick from uh, Collegiate Hoop. Unless you have any more uh, thoughts, I want to get to some other stuff and get to baseball as well. But any other college basketball thoughts you have on your six pages of notes you took for the show? Uh, there's plenty to be talking about college basketball over the next couple of weeks, though, Coach. But uh, not as many teams on the bubble is typical, I think. Uh, this is not your typical year of uh, are you in, are you out. I think it's a little bit more clearly defined this year as opposed to other years. So uh, I guess, like, if uh, lower teams and bigger conferences win their, win their conference uh, championships, then maybe we'll have more teams on the bubble. Wasn't that a country so song? By Kenny Rogers, lower teams from bigger conferences. I thought that was a hit, a hit country song by Kenny Rogers back in the early eighties. But well, part of that reason, big dog, is you got 68 teams. So the bubble, yes. the bubble hath expanded. Well, we're also adding division one teams. So you would think more teams would be on the bubble. Mm-hmm. All right. Could be fun to watch on a scale of one to 10 upset wise. Uh, just an early preview. We haven't even seen the brackets yet, but just your hunch, your feeling on some of the teams involved. Is it going to be, uh, you know, more by the chalk, the favorites advance, or is this going to be one of these upset specials or maybe somewhere middle of the road? Ten being the most dramatic of upsets, one being the most standard. Where do you think it's going to fall, one through ten? Well, considering that Illinois right now is close to being on the bubble and every time a, a conference champion from a, a Cinderella wins one, they get closer to the bubble. I'm going to say uh, it's going to be a number ten, and, wow. uh, and yes, that's what I'm afraid of this year. Really, it's going to be Cinderella after Cinderella. I mean, we're going to run out of slippers, Coach. Why, why are you afraid of that? I think that'd be great. Well, as an Illinois fan, who they haven't played themselves in yet, the more Cinderellas that actually win these conference tournaments, the less room oh, there is for I see what you're saying. Okay. like Illinois. That that's what I'm afraid I got of, you. and so. Okay. And pretty much Illinois right now, they're they're playing like a team that doesn't belong in the NCAA tournament. So mm-hmm. that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, my favorite team, Northwestern, uh, you know, is on the bubble. That's the good news. The bad news is they're on the bubble for the NIT, not the NCAA. Yeah, it's too bad. I really thought they were going to uh, yep. they were going to make the tournament. Yeah, been a little bit of a disappointment, especially after a great start as well. But uh, let's move on real quick. NBA basketball news and notes. Want to get to some baseball here. Producer extraordinaire David Olson on the other side of the glass. The big dog being seen via video and the Skype, whatever technology we got. The fans out there can actually see it moving about big dog. So be careful uh, where you pick and where you scratch, okay? Uh, I will make it a point not to pick nor scratch. <laughs> on behalf of all the fans out there, thank you very much. I know you're not, you know, you're used to not being seen, so who knows what you're doing during the shows when you're not on video. By the way, today, um, the listeners can actually see if you're using the Palm Pilot or the handheld. Uh, coach, I've used both as we speak. Using both? Yes. Wow. I can actually show you the Palm Pilot. I will not show you the handheld. Okay. But the camera, and I can't see the camera right now, but it, but it is basically like uh, 
chest and higher, stomach and higher. So anything of the lower. Yeah, I'm like ex- a judge. I'm like a judge. Everything. I'm totally disrobed underneath, coach. Well, I was going to ask boxers or briefs, but I think you just answered that. So you're you're doing the very first show on Skype. You're going commando. But I, I figure that's the best way to do it. Right, I well, mean, if, whatever you do at the end of the show, don't stand up and applaud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, NBA basketball, a big dog here locally, Chicago. Well, not locally, actually across the NBA. Probably the Bulls are the most popular team. They're talking about now when they when they go to other teams. Uh, Stadiums, other teams, gymnasiums, all of a sudden the Bulls become the popular team. Teams are opponents, fans are yelling MVP for Derrick Rose. They've become a, a little bit of a traveling show, similar to a team that played in Chicago about 10 years ago, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, the, the Heat are hated. The Miami hate, as they're known as, just switch the E to T. Mm-hmm. The Celtics aren't a very popular team nationwide for some reason uh, you know they are beloved in boston but they're not a nationwide team the lakers are a nationwide team uh so but it's kind of funny if you think about chicago teams in general i mean i know that there's cub nation believe it or not there's like you can go and find cub fans all around the country but the cubs are also a hated team around the league the bears are one of the most hated teams in the nfl you know if you really think about it coach for some reason People love to beat the Bears, even though the Cubs and the and the Bears are like these huge nationwide uh, fan. They have the, a lot of fans world who came nationwide. They, they're hated. The Bulls, for some reason, don't fall in that same uh, that same regard. For some reason, there's not like the hate for the Bulls as there are the other teams in in this city. They've always been loved. As long as the Bulls can somehow um, have a couple of good players on their team. They they travel well, and people have always loved the Bulls ever since Michael Jordan. It's it's it's, it's kind of cool. The only mm-hmm. thing is, I'm going shh. For the experts, finally figured out that they're a, a title contender, which we've known all year long, Coach. You know, all of a sudden, everybody else is picking them to win the championship. Now I don't like it as much. Mm-hmm. I liked it when people were just oh, it's between Boston, the Miami Heat, and the Lakers and the Spurs. Yep, yep. we're not we're not sneaking up on anybody, and you can probably blame. Uh, the NBA's newest superstar, Derrick Rose, for that. That's a big part of the notoriety. He is, I don't know if he's the best player yet in the NBA, Big Dome, but can we officially crown him the most exciting to watch? Can we go that far to say? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I don't miss a Bulls game. That's the best way for me to tell you. And, and it, Derrick Rose is one of the first and foremost reasons why. The most exciting player, uh, Blake Griffin might have that coach. Yep. Yep. You know, that's, I mean, the, the, he probably has that, uh, in, but for the, the the most exciting point guard, he might be the best point guard in the league. You know, Darren Williams, who I love, I, I think Derrick Rose has passed him. Uh, all I know is this: he is the most important player uh, on uh, on the Chicago Bulls, and the Bulls have a shadow winning the title. So he legitimately, I didn't like the MVP chance earlier in the year, but you know what? He is playing like it. He really mm-hmm. is, Coach. Mm-hmm. They they were talking about that during the All Star game, not just Derrick Rose's MVP, but. Uh, uh, the new line of superstars in the NBA, not that LeBron James is old or Kobe Bryant is old, but, uh, you got all those superstars, but the next group coming up, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Blake Griffins, the Derrick Roses, I'll throw Wes, Russell Westbrook into that. I don't know if you will put Kevin Love in that category, but there's some young superstars on the way up, big dog. They're going to keep the NBA very healthy and D Rose and Blake Griffin, I think, at the head of that particular class. Going to be fun to watch those guys for the next, what, eight to 12 years, hopefully. 
Uh, I would have to say so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, I'm glad you put Ooh. him uh, in the mix. And, and to be honest, ah. you can't say Russell Westbrook in the mix, Coach, if you don't say Kevin Durant. Yes, I apologize. And, uh, Kevin yep. Durant is yep. is the superstar mm-hmm. down there in Oklahoma City. Uh, and and Russell, Russell Westbrook, I, I agree with you, is a – the, one of the next great players in the league. And he has that wow factor, too. Uh, you know, I don't know if he, he certainly did not. The surgeon that a Jason Kidd is or that a Dara Williams is or even a passer like Rajon Rondo, but from the wow factor, Russell Westbrook, I hate to say it, he's right up there with Derrick Rose. We just don't see him often. Athletically? I agree. Athletically, he's right there with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a little bit, more, uh, a little bit of a better skill set at this point, but athletically, he's right there with Derrick Rose. He doesn't have Derrick Rose's first step, which is which is like a, a cornerback on a – he could be a punt returner in the NFL. He's so quick, Coach. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how quick the kid is. Uh, but I, I, the Russell Westbrook has the, the, the advantage of playing with Kevin Durant. And, Coach, I really think Kevin Durant is the next great superstar in the NBA. Talk about a great kid all around. Mm-hmm. He does everything right, and uh, he, you know, he's the type of guy that goes into the crowd, starts shaking hands with the fans. Yep. You know, he uh, signed the contract extension with Oklahoma City. He's like, listen, you know, I, this is where I want to go. I don't want to play any games. Let's just get it done. Let's, let's have the team build around me, and let's try to win some championships here. I don't. Uh, know. It's a good sign. Good. He's one of the best kids in the league. Kevin Durant. Yeah, and I'm not even sure everything you say about Kevin Durant. I completely agree with, except I don't know if he's the next coming superstar. I think he's he's probably reached that level already. You know, Blake Griffin, I think, is a coming superstar. Kevin Durant. I got you what you're saying. Kevin Durant, he is right there. Phenomenal talent, and he can score every which way but loose. Uh, I wanted to bring up a guy, talk a little NBA basketball real quick. Folks, you want to check in? Phone number here with the big dog and the coach, 888 now, David Olson, just to make sure people call in, they will not be seen on screen. We might have some people afraid to call in because they'll be seen like, Joe, we're not going to have video of every caller, are we? No. Damn. That'd be kind of fun. You know, we could get into the homes of people across America, at the breakfast tables, in the lunchrooms, at the commode, in the bedrooms. I think it'd be fun. Maybe we could Skype for everybody. Is that is that something down the road that's possible? Not even down the road. It uh, is possible now, but we're not equipped to do that right now. That's too bad. You could also do it on your cell phone, Coach. Yeah, I the think face that, to face, yeah. The face-to-face call is, is, okay. is doable, and people in this house do it constantly. So so, so technology-wise, now David Olson's taking the high road here, but technology-wise, Big Dog Sports Talk Radio, two years, five years, not too far down the road. If people choose, they will be able to call in, and we'll be able to to see them if we're watching on the uh, computer video, possibly. Yeah, and it, uh, but still, it's still going to be a uh, a sound medium for the simple fact that pretty much most listeners will be in vehicles at the time that mm-hmm. this is going on. So uh, okay. uh, hopefully, they're not showing video uh, while people are driving. That would be a problem. But just think, we could get to see some of our callers, a uh, a caller, Jim, up close and personal, a Rusty from Silbar, up close and personal, uh, Cinemax Cindy. Not only could you talk to her, Big Doug, you could actually see her up close and personal. I think it would add a nice touch to our show. I do need a picture of her just quite simply so I can quit getting stalked. I don't know which particular one of my stalkers are Cinemax well, Cindy. Coach. And that's why we haven't sent you a picture. We like to keep you guessing. I think when you can recognize your stalkers, it quite frankly, it takes a lot of the fun out of the stalk. Oh, keep me on my toes kind of deal. Yeah. 
As long as you're on your toes, we're okay with that. But I started to say we're talking about NBA superstars. Let me bring you down to a guy who is a complimentary player. He just got traded. Kendrick Perkins, uh, excellent okay. inside defender, a good piece of those Boston Celtic championship team. But he's not a superstar. He's a complimentary player. His contract, he just signed with his brand-new team. Who's he playing for now? Uh, he got traded to? He got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right. So, for uh, wow. Wow. Uh, four years. Remember, we're talking about Kendrick Perkins here, not Kevin Durant. Four years, $38.4 million for Kendrick Perkins. Big Dog, apparently being a complimentary player pays well in the NBA of A. Well, honestly, Coach, and, I know, and you, know, you know how both of us feel about this. You know, all these guys are overpaid. But technically, for what he brings to the table, that is just about right. A little bit over $9 million a year uh, for a guy that can rebound and block shots. The problem is this. The guy's never been healthy. So if he plays uh, 300 of the possible 328 regular season games over the next four years, yeah, he was worth that type of money. The problem is he's going to play about 100 of those 328 games. The guy's always hurt of some, uh, of some ilk. So yeah, that's a bad, 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 bad signing, Coach. That's way too much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, much. it's a good pickup for the team. I like what Kendrick Perkins brings, but boy. And, and I was incorrect, not $38 million, 34.8. But, you know. Who's splitting hairs when you're talking that many millions of dollars? That's in less a year that you're talking about. Hey, uh, Lenny from Lombard just texted in. Please ask Big Dog, who is Rashul Butler, the young man the Chicago Bulls are supposed to be picking up a shooting guard? Apparently, I've never heard of Rashul Butler, and either has Lenny from Lombard. Yeah, Rashul Butler, uh, you know, he's been back and forth in the NBA. I'm pretty sure he's from Connecticut, Coach, isn't he? You know what? I'm I'm unfamiliar with uh, Mr. Butler. Um, but I, I do know this is he's probably an upgrade. Uh, well, I don't think he is an upgrade. I mean, if they've got enough going on. They, they shouldn't be bringing anybody in like that right now. Uh, let me let me find something about Razul Butler. Mm-hmm. All right, but there are uh, not just the Bulls, a couple of teams fighting over him. And, of course, one of the weaknesses for the Bulls, still the perimeter shot, so they're thinking of picking him up. One final NBA note, big dog. We need to mention this team. We haven't mentioned them much, but they're the uh, – well, I think you could safely say right now the hottest team in the NBA, it's Mark Cuban's, Dirk Nowitzki's, Dallas Mavericks. They won again last night, seven in a row, quietly, the Mavericks putting together a heck of a season. Yeah, and you know what? The Mavericks are doing it with defense, Coach. Wow. You know, they've, uh, they have they really have been playing really good defense uh, over the last couple months of the season, and, and you, you don't usually see them as being a good uh, defensive team, but mm-hmm. they're 44-16 and 16 on the season. That's getting it done. They won nine of the last ten games, seven row. Yeah, I think uh, they've like, got a nice team, coach. And, and by the way, for those we talked about, all the young uh, superstar up and coming, great point guards in the NBA, and there's plenty of them. Let us not forget about the quintessential veteran, Jason Kidd, can still play. Last night, big dog, a triple double, thirteen points, ten rebounds, thirteen assists for Jason Kidd. He's still he's not great, but he's still pretty good. No, no, he's uh, and he's still a pretty good defensive. Yep. Defensive player, and he's one of those guys that he doesn't care what his stats are. Coach, he'll do whatever your team needs to win. And, and if you got a point guard that actually has that attitude, like uh, it isn't like you go into the game and you're not thinking, "Well, I need to get this many assists to win, I need to get this many points to win." Mm-hmm. No, no, just go in there and play and do whatever it takes to win, and your numbers will come to you. Mm-hmm. All right, hey producer extraordinaire David Olson, did we ever find anything on the uh, Big Ten icons top ten list? Still looking. Okay. 
Yeah, I had trouble. You'd think they would have it easily posted, the, the results of it, because they're up to, like, number, I think, number five or number four. Oh, yeah, they're, they're beyond that, Coach, because Archie Griffin was, like, number five of all okay. time. Uh, Dick Buckus was number eight. Rick oh. Mount was, like, what? around number ten. Who's going to be number one? Would it be Mark Spitz? Indiana From Swimmer? Indiana. Yeah, he was really good at Indiana, wasn't he? Was you, he... Was he at Indiana, when they well, he was winning the Olympic gold medals, coach. It's a good question. Seventy-two. Uh, I think he was. But is, when what are they judging based on just their Big Ten career or what they did? Big Ten career, just, just Big Ten okay. career. That's all that matters. That's right. why Archie Griffin is in the top ten. Okay, then Spitz, okay, Spitz, Spitz would we're not just be we're one. just waiting to see who number one is. All right, give me ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Well, I, the way it's set up, can't do right. that, huh? Well, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Number 10 is Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Number 9 is Rick Mount. Wow. Number 8 is Jerry Lucas. Love him. Number 7 is Niall Kinnick. Who? Iowa football no, player? No, from Iowa. Kinnick uh, Stadium? 1937, yeah, 1937 Heisman Trophy winner. I remember him well. Uh, number okay. 6 is Dick Butkus. Never heard of him. Number 5 is Tom Harmon. Ah, Tom Harmon. Number from 4 Michigan. is Archie... Griffin. Outstanding choice. Number three is Jesse Owens. Wow, big dog. You nailed that one. Number two is Irvin Magic Johnson. Ooh, Irvin is number two because he only so played two number, years. See, so, so Jack there. Nicholas is Jack but, Nicholas, yeah, but he won a national title that year, Coach. Huh? Yeah. So Jack Nicholas, you're, you're going gonna to give a guy number two Big Ten icon of all time, and he only played two years. If you're just yeah, but he was. It, he was incredible in those two yeah, years, Coach. I, I know what you're saying, but... All right. I'm, I'm not saying that wouldn't Isaiah, put him out of the top 100. I just... If you're basing it on a Big Ten career only, I don't know that i put Magic Johnson number two, but we won't pick a straws there. So the big question is, who's who's number one? I'm, I'm giving this some serious thought right now. Football? Uh, Red Grange. Well, Red, I don't know if Red Grange was in the top... Top 10. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if he was in like 10, 11 to 20. Uh-huh. Uh, Red Grange definitely has, if you're talking about uh, from there, uh, Chuck Lono. Is there a sport we're not thinking about? Let's see. We got golf. Well, Jack Nicholas was already, no, Jack on, the Nicholas list, was already sure. on the list. No, Jack Nicholas was already on the list. Nicholas is on the list already. Tennis. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Red. It's got to be Red Grange because I'm looking at I'm looking uh, at these. The Galloping Ghost. It's, it's got to be because 11's Mark Spitz. Okay. 12 is John Wooden. 13 is Ron Dane. Ron Dane? Hey, Absolutely, Coach. 13? The all-time leading rusher. You're crazy. Yes. Come on. 14 oh, is Otto Graham. Oh, he's not the 13th greatest career of, in Big Ten all sports. Ron Dane, he was. Yes. Huh? You can he's give the, me all He this. was the all-time rushing leader in the history of college football uh, and won a Heisman Trophy. He was not even a. Uh, he was a good player. He wasn't even a great player. He won. What? What? Ron Dane was not, uh, you know, Archie Griffin was. Western Wildcats and leaving bodies all over the field. He was a good college player, solid player, but to put him 13th, you know, if you want to put him 13th in Big Ten college football players ever, maybe, maybe no, I'll give you mean, that 13th Big Ten athletes ever, way too high for Ron MacArthur Dane. Yes, David. It's going to be Red Grange. It's, okay. it's, it's going it to be. Okay. The Galloping Ghost that, is number one. That makes it, it really makes sense. If you talk about icons, if you think about the word icon, no, nobody had a bigger college career 
ever than than what Red Grange did at the University of Illinois. He brought college football to the forefront. I mean, he was the biggest star in the history of the Big Ten at the time he was actually playing college sports. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, that's why Urban Magic Johnson being number two coach, I can see that because he was the biggest name in basketball while playing for Michigan State. He was bigger than anybody in the NBA at the time, and I'm including Dr. Julius the Dr. Irving at the time. So that, that's why I can see Magic Johnson as number two, Coach. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to take Magic Johnson out of number two, got to take Isaiah Thomas out of number ten. All right. So, I mean, you know, he's probably my favorite all-around athlete of all time, so i got nothing against Magic Johnson. It's just the two years i got to think about that when I sway back and forth, whether that's too high. As you know, Big Dog, I've got a problem with indecisiveness. Um, I went for some therapy and indecisive. I think I'm over it, but I'm not sure. I'm 888-463-6748. The phone number, Harold Red Grange, we think is number one of the Big Ten icons. Uh, we'll make sure we report that when it becomes official. Yes, Dave? I think it's a week from Friday. A week from Friday. Wow. Can hardly wait, Big Dog. All right. That's awesome that, they, that they're going so far back to, if it is Harold Red Grange, which it's got to be. If he's not in the top twenty-five, top thirty, I would. He's think nowhere so. in the top fifty, and that's is why. Harold, is Harold Red still? Is he still with us? Is he uh, able to be there to accept the award? Big dog. We lose big dog. We lost his audio. Yeah. We lost. We lost the big dog. Hello, big dog. All right, uh, let's get to some baseball news real quick here. Again, phone lines open if you want to check in, folks. Big Dog and the coach with you, at least the coaches. We're trying to get the Big Dog back. Phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. Don't forget, you can email us at any point in time. We always appreciate the emails that come in. You can do that at Mike2GuysAOL.com, M-I-C and the number 2, Mike2GuysAOL.com. Uh, just one quick note, St. Louis Cardinals, apparently Chris Carpenter. The other half of their superstar one-two combination, he left yesterday's game with a twinge in the hamstring. He didn't feel pop, but he felt a twinge. Not good to feel a twinge this time of year. That could be disaster for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm sure they will rest him, but uh, the early spring training has not been good for our arch rival. The Cardinals, the Cubs did win their ball game yesterday 3-2 to two over San Francisco. I think they lost their first two exhibition games. Not that anybody's keeping count, but... Uh, Apparently, if you're a Cub fan out there, and again, you want to talk some baseball, Triple Eight Four Six Three Six Seven Four Eight uh defensively for the Cubs. Not so good. Not good. Nine errors in their first three games. I think I got that right. Nine errors. First three games. Mike Quade remaining very cool and calm, but you can see the blood pressure starting to rise. He's three games into his managerial career with the Cubs as the legitimate man. Well, not legitimate. That's the wrong word. As the official. Manager, we all know last year as the interim manager at the end of the season, he had some good success, but, uh, you know, the pressure's off when you're the interim manager and they were out of the playoffs at that point and they played very, very well. We're hoping Tom Ricketts and company, Jim Hendry and company are hoping that that momentum will carry over and that Mike Quaddy can do it when it counts. We will find out April, May and June. Hopefully the Cubs can stay in contention, but already. Already you can see Quaddy's blood pressure starting to crinkle up a little bit, and uh, he's remaining cool, but nine errors in three games. Bad defense will get you down. The outfield making some errors, Starlin Castro, the potentially brilliant shortstop, uh, making a couple errors so far in spring training, one with the throw, one with the glove, so hopefully that'll be a temporary thing. But uh, the Cubs did win their first 
exhibition game. So for all those Cub fans out there that were panicking, <laughs> after losing the first two exhibition games, relax. They're back on the winning track. White Sox won yesterday, too. Outside of that, in the world of uh, baseball, not too many major uh, news and notes to report. No major trades, no major injuries outside of Carpenter and the uh, the dreaded twinged hamstring. So we'll keep an eye on that little spring training as it gets closer. Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's some people that are getting into the baseball scene. I think most people, it's still a little bit early to get the baseball blood moving a little bit. It's still, uh, you know, unless you're out in that warm weather when it's cold out, you see snow on the ground, kind of tough to get into baseball. You watch some of the ESPN highlights, the top ten plays that gets you back into it. But uh, baseball, you, you got to kind of nurture it. It kind of has to slowly delve into your system a little bit, and it's a little bit early for baseball to do that. But we'll keep up, and we'll make some occasional trips out to spring training. We don't have any reporters out there for the two guys at a mic show, but we'll make up some reports. And um, when in doubt, we'll just uh, you know listen to ESPN or Sports Center before the show and report that stuff as well. 888-463-6748. We'll root for the Cubs and Sox here, but wherever you might be listening, you got a favorite team, you want to talk about them, we'll always be happy to discuss it. Uh, and again, our number here, 888 One note for the White Sox, by the way, that could be somewhat significant as they uh, have moved their third baseman of the future. Apparently, he's not the third baseman of the future anymore. He's now the left fielder and or the right fielder of the future, but pretty good hitter, Damian Viciato. They got him playing the outfield now, and apparently through the first couple of games, made a couple nice catches. Yesterday made a nice throw. If this kid could play the outfield. He should be a heck of a hitter. You watched him last year. He's got to cut down on a strike zone or cut down on a strikeouts, get to be a little more disciplined in the strike zone. But he's a pure hitter, definitely. Definitely, I think, reminds the White Sox fans of uh, El Caballo, Carlos Lee. And hopefully he can hit like Carlos Lee. Hopefully he will be a slightly better fielder than Carlos Lee was because that was a bit of an adventure out in the field with Carlos. But keep an eye. He could be one of those guys that could uh, take the White Sox to the next level. And a lot of people think the next level for the, that. Most people think the White Sox can be pretty good. So if you're talking about taking them to the next level, Gordon Beckham has a great year. A Damian Viciato comes through. You know, they're starting pitching. The bullpen looks pretty solid. They're starting pitching comes through. And the next level for the Chicago White Sox, folks, is a pretty high level. So that is possible. We got the big dog back. Big dog was talking a little spring training baseball and the fact that Damian Viseyedo for the White Sox has been a pleasant early surprise. And if he comes through and has a big season, he's one of those guys that could take the Sox to the next level. And for the Sox, the next level, big dog, is pretty damn high. Well, on, on behalf of all baseball fans, it isn't too early to start loving the game of baseball. And on behalf of all White Sox fans, which I am not, it's Diane Viseyedo. Wait, you said it's too early or it isn't too early? It is not too early. See, I think it is too early. Well, then you're not a baseball junkie like myself. Well, I am, but my, my, my addiction to baseball is not a year-round addiction. No, my, no, uh, that, you're exactly right, because uh, starting at, at uh, right when the football playoffs start, you just start saying, oh, it's only 75 more days until spring no, training, until no, pitchers no. and catchers report the finest words in all the sports. No. So right after they report, you don't care anymore. <laughs> No, that would not be true. That would not, I'm a, a very much a September baseball fan and uh, into October as well. It's just the then off why season. Why do you hear so much about when catchers and pitchers report? Yeah, well, who's the one who's always advertising pitchers and catchers report? That is you. me. I you. get it. Well, I get excited about it. I try to preview it, but you know, when they finally report, 
It's exciting for the first day, but I'm sorry, on March 2nd, I'm, my, oh, my so baseball. You're, like, you're, you're one of those guys. You, know, you, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, you finally get what you want, and then you kick her out the door. I think I am. There's nothing wrong with that, Coach. Well, yeah, actually, there is. It's not something <laughs> I'm proud of. <laughs> I just I just wanted you to, at least you're acknowledging yeah. that you're a one-and-done type of guy, a hit-and-quit type Thank of guy. Thank you very much. But getting back to the point at hand, uh, Masturbator Breath, Getting back to the point at hand, would you agree that uh, if a Gordon Beckham has a big season, a Di- uh, how do you pronounce his name? Diane Viseyedo. Diane Viseyedo. If they get some breakout seasons from a couple guys like that, they could go to the next level. And for the White Sox, with the talent they got, the next level is contending for a World Series. No, they, they really can because uh, I, I can't imagine Kansas City or Cleveland being of any type of contention this year. They all have some nice young players, but – in order for them, they need the whole, you know, magic hat to happen for them to contend. Okay, so we'll see if that, that, that can happen. So you look at the Stocks versus Detroit and Minnesota. Minnesota's pretty good, but they're, you know, they, they need Joe Nathan definitely to be healthy and they need, uh, they need the same health from the rotation as they got last year. I don't expect that to happen. And the White Sox are better than Detroit. <laughs> so unless Austin Jackson makes his big step up. The White Sox are definitely the favorite in the American League Central. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's to whether or not, you know, they have a if, – if Gavin Floyd and John Danks can actually step up and be one and two type starters, aces in playoffs, then they have a chance to win some playoff series. But instead, Coach, I think the White Sox just have like – they have a really good team built for the regular season because they've got like – you know, they, they got four good pitchers. And they've got quality defense and some decent offense, but I don't think they have like the type of aces to win playoff series uh, at the top end of the rotation, or the type of offense that can manufacture runs in like a three to two game. So see, you talk, you yeah, talk they like win that. Win the division and get blown out in the playoffs is how I see the White Sox uh, wow. playing this year. Uh, how I see it, by the way, on March second. That's a long way down the road, but I love the talk, Big Dog. And uh, just listening to you, it starts to get my baseball juices. Flowing a little bit. Speaking of baseball juices, there was a little flowing yesterday. I don't know if you were there or not, but the 13th annual Toast to Harry Carey at, shockingly enough, uh, Harry Carey's restaurant. They also had a nice little uh, abode to Ron Santo. Big Dog, were you were you there in body or were you there in spirit or were you even there? I was I was there in spirit, Coach. Definitely okay. not in body. I, I don't like to be around Dutchie because she's a little touchy. <laughs> 13th annual. Have you been to... Have you gone touchy touchy with Dutchie and any of the thirteen in the previous years? Uh, no, I don't go to to that. But I'm usually busy early March because I'm setting up for the summer, so I don't have to do anything besides okay. watch Cub baseball. All right, All right we got to wrap up the show. I've got uh, fourteen different brackets filled out for March Madness, Big Dog. When we come back tomorrow, I will probably have three more with you. My goal is to have sixty-eight different brackets set up by the time they actually announce the sixty-eight teams. Yeah, and by then you'll only fill one of them out. No, by then I'll be looking forward to baseball season. All right, Dawg, we had some technical difficulties. I apologize. Tomorrow we'll get you back for the entire 57 minutes, okay? Sounds good, Coach. Behave yourself. Don't stand up, whatever you do. Just wave goodbye to the fans. Don't stand up, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Apologize for the uh, TDs today. David Olson, our producer, he's the best of the biz. Coach of the Big Dog saying goodbye. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Don't be late.